Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm the director for Student Ministry Matters, hoping that you have a that you're having a great week as you seek to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about self-care. It's not a term that we use enough. However, it is vital if we want to have good long-term ministries. Um, I'm thinking especially about those that are trying to balance so many different things in their life. We need to talk about self-care. Micah Powell and Chris Vines are back with me again for today's podcast. Micah, it's great to, to have you on here. What's up, Dan? It's good to be back, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Chris. I'm always thrilled for you to be here with us, too. Yeah, man. Great to be here. Well, as I've said before, I, I love having these guys as a part of this conversation. They both have years of ministry experience under their belts. They bring a lot of insight as we tackle a number of topics dealing with uh, student ministry. Now, before we get to our topic, it's time for the random question of the week. Each week, we're going to be bringing you a question to help you get to know us a little bit better. And as a reminder, if you have a question for us, something you'd like to hear us answer, you can send that question to info at studentministrymatters.com, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about um, our ministry, if you have questions, things that you need us to talk about and to get out there as we podcast, uh, we would love to hear from you. Now, this week's question, it's a simple one. What is your favorite pizza? Maybe which restaurant, what type, you know, the list goes on. How about you, Micah? What's your favorite pizza? I'm allergic to pizza. Nice. Yep. Like you, you lie. You I'm lie. I'm intolerant. I get the, my body starts losing air. It's weird. That's like, are you even a real, or are you a real student pastor? Uh, no, I actually read somewhere. A friend said once that it's in third Timothy, that if you don't like pizza, then uh, you can't be a student pastor. So here I am. Love me as I am, Chris. <laughs> no, I I do love pizza, but it does. It's weird. It like air air leaks out of my body sometimes because my stomach doesn't like it. Um, probably my favorite <laughs> is uh, probably my favorite is just a little you know honesty for our friends out there. Um, man, pepperoni <laughs> pizza like deep dish. Come on, like go mm. to them Chicago. You know I forget the name of that really nice that. I mean, people sign the walls. Famous people have been there at that restaurant in Chicago. I forget the name of it, but Rachel and I had some deep dish pepperoni pizza, and it was fantastic. I think that one's Gino's. You know, there Maybe. it is. Chicago yeah, I pizza. I, I didn't get to go to that one. Um, I actually went to Giordano's, <laughs> and that is my favorite pizza of all time. Uh, but locally, you know, when I have to order pizzas for the youth group or – um, for an event or anything like that, if I can, I want to stay away from, well, 
we don't want to talk too bad about other pizza places, but I prefer to go to something good, you know, something, if I can get pizza hut or if I can get Papa John's, no, no Papa Caesars, John's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Papa and, John's uh, is the best. Papa John's man, tear off that crust, eat it with that garlic butter. Mm, that's good oh, stuff. So, man, how, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Chris? Uh, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still getting over Micah, Micah leaking air. Yeah, it just it comes out of my pores, you know, and sometimes it gives me like burps, you know. So, <laughs> oh gosh, because that's the implications. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I'm hearing this for the first time too, guys. <laughs> so I like pizza. Uh, I'll just say it quick because I don't think anybody's going to remember what I say after Micah's. But um, I like I like thin crust chicken and pineapple pizza. I don't necessarily have a, a favorite restaurant. I agree with you guys. Papa John's is uh, next next to heaven in some ways. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like thin crust though. Thin crust has really grown uh, grown on me in the past few okay. years. I, I've got to ask. You said chicken. And pineapple? Absolutely. That's the weirdest thing I've ever okay. heard in my life. Me too. <laughs> Weirder yeah. than leak Spaghetti air? and blankets. It's, yeah, leak air. You know, get the get the, uh, the, the, the body bubbles. You know, it's fantastic. Oh, the body oh, bubbles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I can keep going. And the reason, the Chris, <laughs> the reason I ask is I've heard of Canadian bacon and pineapple. That's a usual, you know, that's a Hawaiian style. Add a little normal bacon in there. Um, but chicken and pineapple. Okay. Yeah. Mine's, that's, that's mine's like more s- of a, it's a Hawaii, it's a Hawaiian, uh, kind of hybrid, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a muscled up Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Like, that's almost like saying, yeah, you know, we're opening a story. What are you going to sell? Uh, spaghetti and blankets. Like, I mean, come on. Chicken and waffles pizza. What is it again? Chicken and what? Pineapple. Oh, what my he goodness. said. Yeah. Pineapple. <laughs> you know what? You know what? There's going to be a host of people out there that are listening to this that are going to agree with me. And they're going to. All right. If you comment. agree with Chris, then we'd like to hear from you. Info at studentministrymatters.com. I would like to know those people. So or we're going to leave it at that. You're, if, you're, if, if pizza disagrees with your body, please text to. to All right. Well, back to our topic after that. I don't know if we'll be able to get there or not, but uh, we're talking about (laughs) self-care and we understand that. Um, My wife is is a counselor. She works with families and kids. uh, She's fantastic. and, And I love seeing how God is using her in incredible ways in that. But when she was at graduate school, they talked with her a lot about self-care because if you're counseling people, you're going to hear their problems. You're going to see those things come into your life. And if you're not careful, you can kind of get just pulled down with them. You know, we've seen over the years, my wife has also worked in child protection services in Texas. um, And it's easy to get emotional about what we would see and what we'd hear about. Um, And so it's real important for us to, to be concerned about ourselves 
so that we can effectively work with others. And so let me ask you uh, this question, uh, you know, just to get us r- rolling with this. I was at CBC. You guys were at CBC. Um, you know, we learned a lot of things about getting into the word. Um, but did you have anybody kind of say, hey, you need to make sure you're exercising or that you are um taking a moment out, that idea of self-care. Did you ever hear that guys? Did, did that ever come across to you? Uh, in a, in the physical sense that you just said, um, I don't believe so. I think there was a lot of talk about, you know, uh, and rightly so, um, spiritual, you know, self, self-care, but, uh, physically I don't remember there being much talk at all. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, and and the, again, that's nothing against our, our college, um, not at all. But as I went on to seminary, um, the same sort of thing. There was a lot of talk about the spiritual. We want to make sure that we're in the Word, um, that we're doing that. But, you know, it is so important that we take care of ourselves emotionally, physically, financially. I mean, the list goes on. And so it's just real important for us to look at it. Well, self-care has a really simple definition. It's taking care of oneself. I know, obvious, right? But it isn't really rocket science, but it is something that we often neglect. We allow the stress of ministry to consume us. We may be trying to balance any number of things to allow us the opportunity to teach and to lead. Um, You might be working bivocationally or part-time, and you're trying to balance work and ministry. And that can be hard, but then you add in a wife or a you know, husband, if you're um, working as a, a youth director and and you're you're trying to balance all of those things out, and then you've got kids. I know that one of the hardest things for me is when my my own kids were student ministry age, and I was trying to balance being their dad but also being their youth pastor. And so those things it just gets complicated, and you're you're taking on some of that stress. Um, you know, we we asked the question about pizza. Well. You eat too many pizzas and it's going to start to affect you uh, more than just Micah's leaking a little air every once in a while. That's right. Um, you're going to put on you're going to put on the weight. It's not good for you. And so today I thought we might share a few things that are important in taking care of ourselves as we minister to our students. And it really doesn't matter where you find yourself in ministry, as in if you're full time or you're part time, bivocational or volunteer. Good self-care is going to carry you much farther in ministry. And that, so that's what I want us to talk about. We've got a list of eight things, um, things that I think are vital as, as we go through this. And so number one is give yourself a steady diet of the word. Now, as I've already mentioned, when we were at Central Baptist College in Conway, when I was at the BMA Theological Seminary in Jacksonville, uh, there was a, a stress. Um, there was a, a priority given to that. We need to spend time daily in God's Word. And so what I want to ask you guys is, is what does that look like? How do you get the Word into your life on a daily basis? Uh, Chris, What do you, how do you do that? Yeah, my... Uh... My goal is to is to spend time with the Lord uh, every morning, and just to dedicate that quiet time. Um, I know that there's nothing holier about mornings. Uh, that's just when uh, it's just how the Lord wired me, and that's when I like to to get up and do that because I've found that in student ministry, um, 
there come seasons of the year where I'm going to be moving around uh, a lot for trips and camps and things like that. And uh, I want to have a time that is going to be consistent uh, across all seasons of life. And I've found that if I'm spending time in the Word in the mornings, um, whether I'm at camp or whether I'm at home, that 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 is usually uninterrupted time. So that's uh, that's just the discipline that I've built into my life. Micah, I know that you kind of fall into that bivocational point right now. Um, you're having a and it's it's where you're at, and um, it can be be a challenge um, to do things like this. So how do how do you consistently get a good steady diet of the word? Prioritizing your time. I think that's the biggest one. Um, just making sure that, you know, like Chris said and alluded to, you know, like it doesn't have to be in the mornings if, you know, if you work early mornings or different shifts. But um, in the morning, I try to spend time uh, with the Lord I'm on my way to work. <clears throat> I have to drive an hour to work and back. And so, you know, on, on the drive there, I try to spend a solid hour just hearing scripture. And, and I usually go through the same chapter of scripture and just re-listen to it over and over and over and over. And so I can get kind of a firm grasp on what what God's saying and what what the writer's saying, what the audience is going through, and try to pick up you know the things that I need to pick up. And um, but but as Chris said, when I was full time, you know, there were seasons um, in student ministry that were um, busier, and and even by vocational ministry now, it's the same sort of deal. There's there's a downtime, and then there's an uptime, um, and trying to prioritize your time. And so I think the biggest thing, the biggest advice I'd give and biggest thing I think that helps me is a reminder to me and, is to just keep God first in, in your priorities as the biggest priority. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I can, and it's hard. Um, I've got one of the the men in our church who has helped out and volunteered on occasion. I'm, he works as a mechanic and I've, I've talked with him and, and he said, okay, I, I don't have time in the morning before I leave because I leave so early. At, at night, as soon as I hit the door, I've got three kids and trying to balance family time. And so he'll go out to his car at lunchtime and spend that time with God. And, I, you know, I think that's it. He's making it a priority. He's finding that time um, to where he can spend some time in the Word. And so giving yourself a steady diet of the Word is, man, it's huge. Um, and I, we don't want to talk about if we're working with students that, well, I'm studying my lesson that gives me a steady diet of the word. It's important to study your lesson. It's important to prepare for your message that you're going to be speaking to the students, but that can't be the totality of your time in the word. Um, we need to be able to preach and teach out of the overflow. And that starts by digging in. Um, the second thing that we have is after that steady diet of the word is to pray um, the same sort of thing I'm guessing, Micah, is that that hour that you're spending on the road, you're listening to the word, you're probably praying during that time, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes, too, a specific scripture will <clears throat> come up that, that, you know, that talks about something that I'm dealing with. And so I'll you typically try to pause it and just confess to God how sorry I am and that he, you know, and try to make plans mm, to, yeah. to walk out of whatever that scripture is talking about. And I'll try to just kind of talk to him about ways in that day. Cause I, you know, I don't think we're, we're not sovereign and 
to say this definitive statement that I will not do something for forever, you know, then we're going to commit to God that we're going to have to be perfect and we just can't do that. And so that day I'll say, here's what I'm going to do today, Lord, to not give into this temptation or this sin. And, and so that's, I mean, it's huge. And on the way home, you know, Dan, I try to spend the majority of that time seeking counsel from a question I have from the scripture and then also praying. It's a huge priority, man. Yeah. Yeah. Praying and and there's so many things that our prayer life can be focused in on, but just asking God to work in our own personal lives, we're going to see benefits um, as we minister and work with students, as we work with our family, just interacting with them, just that open communication with God. Well, the third thing that we've got is uh, this need to exercise physically on a regular basis. Um, I will tell you, for the first mm, 15 years of my ministry, I never even considered this. I was not, again, as we've we've talked about, uh, I'm not, not the athlete. I was never prone to going out and exercising. And so what happened? Well, uh, years of eating at church socials and eating pizza parties and late night snacks with students and not caring for myself had resulted in a weight that I was not happy with. And not just not happy with, it, it wasn't healthy. Um, I felt pressure on my knees. Um, you know, it was something that was going to eventually wreck me. And so I needed to do something. I needed to get involved. And, and for me, my story is kind of weird. Um, I know it's not everybody's story, but my regular physical activity, my exercise is Taekwondo. I had a, um, a parent, my son had just started. He had been working out for four, um, four months and I had another parent said, Hey, we should do this together. And I thought, no, you're crazy. That's, that's insane. I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I'm going to get out there and I will die. I just, it's what's going to happen. Well, I didn't die. And in fact, I've just kept working out and working out and uh, kept going with it. And, and it's, it's had just so many great benefits. The discipline that I learned in that process, um, you know, I've, I've lo- run some long distance races uh, and that's something I never thought possible. Um, yeah, it's just been so much benefit. And I can tell when I'm not exercising on a regular basis, my mood and everything else will start to be impacted. And so I know you guys uh, find different things to do to to exercise. You're both fit, um, and you were made that a priority much earlier in your life than I ever did. Uh, Chris, what do you do to to exercise? Uh, I, in the past three years, I've done a CrossFit type workout. Um, that that's really what jump started me uh, about three years ago into a more consistent. Uh, workout regiment, I guess is the way to put it. Um, I, I enjoy it just because I've never been very good at programming my workouts and, uh, in CrossFit, all I do is show up and do what they tell me to do. And then I go home. And so that, that has worked well. And, uh, up until just a couple of months ago, that's what I've been doing. I've, I've recently moved to a a, a more uh, traditional gym. And the reason for that is because my wife, she wanted to begin working out as well and just staying fit. And uh, CrossFit is not her thing. And uh, we could not uh, justify paying for both. So uh, I told her that we would 
that I would just put CrossFit on hold and we would do the traditional gym. So that's what we're doing now. And, um, typically what I, I try to do without being too detailed is, uh, I just simply try to keep my heart rate up, uh, work on some strength training. And I've just found that, um, the, the, the most difficult step for myself is just that first one through the door of the gym. If I can get myself in there, then, then I am going to do something. And, uh, and so that's, that's what I, that's what I kind of make my goal is to, to get in the gym and walk through that door, uh, a certain amount of times each week. What, what does that look like for you? Uh, three to four number of times, three to four, three or four. Yeah. Three yeah. or four times. And that's, that's one of the, the important things is you don't have to be at the gym every single day, um, to make this work. It is a matter of just being consistent in around that three to four times a week that you're going to get out there and you're going to push your body, make it a little stronger and the benefits, man, there are just so many benefits. Um, but I, I think about just the ability to do ministry longer. Uh, if I just make, if that's the only benefit I ever get out of it, that's, that's been it. I mean, right there, I've, I've seen a lot of pastors who haven't taken care of themselves physically and it is painful to watch because I'll go to association meetings. I'll see a lot of gray hair and I know I've got some of that gray hair now, but I'll also see canes and walkers and, um, you know, the evidence that they have not given themselves a little bit of time to take care of that physical aspect. And we're not asking or encouraging every youth pastor or youth student ministry worker to be, you know, ripped or anything like that. We just want them to take care of themselves. So it requires a little bit of physical activity. Yeah. Uh, Micah, I know that you, you are in that odd place of being bivocational and trying to figure that out. What, what do you do uh, to, to make this a- aspect happen? It's an awesome time, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, uh, you know, and just, I mean, to, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say you work, you work an hour away. So you got to drive there for an hour. You got to drive <laughs> home an hour and you, you're working a physical job. So that's, you know, something many of us who are in ministry are sitting behind a desk way too much or uh, sitting and studying. And there's a lot of sitting in that whole process. And so, you know, you're getting some physical activity. Uh, do you try to make time for other things besides that? Yeah, I mean, I was just messing with you. Yeah. You, you know, general construction work, like uh, the stuff we do with, with trim and, you know, outdoor boards a lot of the boards that we use even here recently you know one of our boards weighs 75 pounds and i'm carrying it about 200 feet um there's there's about 16 or 18 of those and you know and then you're holding that up over your head for you know probably a minute each while uh, somebody is nailing that up and so i mean that's really very physically demanding so i just try to really honestly do it with uh good form you know not Oh, lifting yeah. the wrong yeah. way and and i'm actually sore right now i mean my, my half my body right now is sore but it's not because of it was doing the wrong the wrong way it's doing it the right way you know so uh that that's a big part of it but also man i try to run and and, and during those busy seasons you know I, i'm only able to maybe run one mile a week but you know really consistently i'm i'm anywhere from two to three miles a week um on top of construction and then uh, doing some calisthenics, 
and I try to eat, watch what I eat. And so, so like, I'm not like a calorie counter hardcore, but you know, I do try to, uh, kind of watch those, watch some macronutrients and just, uh, just kind of protect what I'm, some of the nutrition facts on the back of food. And if, you know, if I can help, you know, not, uh, eating fast food then then I will. And I bring my own lunch and typically they're like veggie packs and protein packs and stuff. And so, you know, that's, that's just easy stuff that I try to do, you know, to, and I'm not arriving, yeah. you know, I'm not completing it, but I try to eat healthy, which is, you know, a big part of what we want to do and to stay to stay physically, uh, you know, healthy, healthy. And so, but I also ride my bike, you know, have a, uh, a road bike and love to do that when it's, you know, the, you guys probably do this too. I don't know, but you know, those late spring, you know, early summer, man, it's just beautiful outside. And, you know, um, so I do that too. And then, you know, I, I don't have a gym right now, but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of just some regimen. It's what I do, ride, run and lift heavy things. <laughs> <laughs> Which will get the job done. Now, one of the the things that we need to remember to do, especially is, um, you know, the three of us, we're husbands, we have a wife, is to go out on a simple walk. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing quite like the the time that you can spend with them. And I know it's difficult. You guys both have small children. Um, and so that's not as always as easy as it might be for me. Um, both of my kids are in college now. But it is just getting out there and doing something. Micah, you already touched on number four, which is to eat healthy food. And that kind of looks different for all of us. Um, we've been matching my daughter's diet. She is on a whole food plant-based diet. Um, that means no meat, no cheese, no um, dairy. I mean, it, the it's it really not supposed to be any oil either. And so it's kind of weird um, and it's been hard. But at the same time, We've felt great doing it, um, but it's a completely different way. I've When I've tried to eat healthy before, it's been a lot of protein and veggies. And I think that, you know, that that always works for me if I'm trying to drop weight. Um, but I just, you know, as much as we can, staying out of that center section at the grocery store, there's a quick tip, and then staying away from fast food as much as possible. You know, and if you can make good choices, um, they don't, you don't have to be a, hundred percent. And you can also still enjoy the pizza with the youth group, or you can enjoy the the snacks, um, on occasion. Um, but if you're just most of the time you're making good choices, that's going to be a benefit to you physically. And so that's some good things. Well, the fifth thing that we have is as we're looking at self-care and trying to come up with some, some things that we need to focus in on is have a good group of friends. If you're trying to take care of yourself, you need to surround yourself with people that that you know care about you. And sometimes that's your church members, and hopefully that is. Uh, but you may have friends outside of that realm, um, either other guys that are in ministry, and that's one of the reasons that we do things like this. Um, you know, the the podcast, we also have a, a, a student ministry workers retreat in the fall, um, where you can meet other student ministry workers, and that is fantastic. Develop those relationships. We have our our Facebook group. Um, those are some tangible ways, um, but it's just important to have a good group of friends. Micah, I think you have some things to add on this. Yeah, being a friend, you know, having friends, and because so often student ministry people, we are we try to be really good friends, and I feel like we try really hard to to be 
great friends to our students. And it's, it's kind of the idea of pouring into others, you know, but somebody has to be pouring into you. And, and it's been mentioned in a lot of other podcasts and things. And, and, and that's been specifically mentioned, you know, being someone being in the other chair, pouring into you. And, you know, a lot of times that looks like accountability friends or, you know, and, and, so, and I, I specifically want to say outside of, and maybe you both understand, you know, think about this, you know, uh, you know, or, or understand this, but having, you know, friends outside, pastor friends, student ministry worker friends um, outside of your church that you can really get deep into relationship with that can really help you through your sin. And, and you know, a church can do that too. And I, I think that's perfectly plausible, but, you know, just be wise about that group of friends who you select and um, be, be a friend to them. Also return that accountability that, you know, you have, because we have to have that. I mean, we have to have this, this group of friends or else, you know, like we've mentioned before in this podcast, like ministries, like both of you guys, you know, Dan and Chris, you guys know, like ministry can be lonely, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it can be tough. And, and we just want to make sure that we don't make each other feel more lonely by not being available for that people that, um, that, that need friends outside of our, our, our circle, even like, you know, Dan, Chris and I, you know, it's, this is this podcast has developed a, a deeper relationship to each other, and we pray for each other before we even start the you know the podcast, and and that's huge for for me. That's huge for me. I, I need that being able to say, hey, you know, what do you need to pray for? What are you dealing with? What are your strengths? You know, what is something you got going on? What's something that you're dealing with? And that those are huge things that we just need to have, and you know, questions I need asked. And even a lot of times, there's been people, not very many, but there's been you know good good pastor friends that have called me on those days where I'm just saying is just Dan. And I mean, guys, he's just, he's smoking me. And that voice in my head telling me that I am alone and that what I'm doing doesn't matter. And, and insecurity or pride. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, I struggle with sin, you know, but that friend would call me on the day that, that, that Satan is just, man, he's just, I'm wrestling with, with these, these struggles. And, and that brother just happens to call me. And, you know, that is priceless to me during all the conflicts within my church, wherever we've been, whatever that has happened, you know, um, knowing that that pastor friend can call you at the right moment has just been a treasure. And I'm grateful to God that, you know, I, I was able to make a relationship with a person to be able to have that accountability. Yeah. Man, good group of friends. It's a powerful thing that we cannot neglect. Um, a couple of the other things, or actually we've got three more for our list. Number six is get enough sleep. And that seems obvious, um, but as I've thought about it over the years, I know I neglect that area. It's easy for me to stay up late, um, but I do know as I've gotten older uh, that things like lock-ins destroy me. And so they're just not, it's not beneficial <laughs> at the end for me to just not get enough sleep. Uh, number seven, one of the things that you can do for self-care is you can read. Uh, it is important that we are lifelong learners. And so guys, what, what are you reading right now? Do you have a book besides the word that you're kind of working your way through? No, I just, I just read the Bible. That's right. Nice. Chris is our spiritual one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, man, I, I enjoy reading. Um, I'm constantly trying to get better at um, scheduling my reading so that I can I can read more. So uh, I typically try to read anywhere from three to five books at the same time. 
uh, and and just kind of plug away at it over uh, the course of a month. And so I, I set myself monthly goals on what I'd like to read. Um, and usually that ranges from, uh, you know, books written by Puritans all the way to, uh, you know, biographies of NFL, NBA coaches, players, things like that. So I think it's a, I think it's good to, to read, uh, to read deep, uh, to read wide and, and also just to, to read for fun. Well, let me add one thing about reading before we move on. I, I agree completely with Chris. Um, but perhaps you're not a reader that, you know, doesn't, it just, you don't connect with that in the same way. One of the things like even where Micah is driving back and forth an hour on the road, uh, one of the things that's great that's out there is audible or any other type of, um, you know, book where you can listen to that book. I used to think there's no way that'd be beneficial to me. Um, but what's been fantastic is as I've listened to a couple of different books, I'm and I'll go back and I'll listen again and I've started absorbing those things. Um, so just think I don't have time to sit down and read. You may have time to listen through. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to some books occasionally, not as many in that area, but it's very powerful. Uh, right now I'm, I'm working through a book called the ruthless elimination of hurry, uh, by John Mark Comer. Um, I'm looking at a book uh, called Generation Z that is just talks about uh, Generation Z. And I've got a handful um, that I'm I'm looking at reading that I've already bought and have downloaded. And so it's, you know, just important part. If we want to take care of ourselves, we need to feed ourselves. We talked about giving ourselves a steady diet of the word at the very beginning. Uh, but I think it it goes beyond that. We need to be reading. So we're being those lifelong learners. The last thing on our list for tonight is uh, this idea of observe a, a Sabbath. Um, you know, spending some time that you set aside and I am going to rest. I'm not going to um, be thinking about this ministry. I'm not going to be doing this. Maybe that Sabbath time is spent with your spouse or um, it's all by yourself. Um, but too many times we we get into this place and we think, well, I just got to work, work, work. And I've been there before. Um, I worked as a, I worked in a camera store, um, for a number of years and also was a mission pastor at the same time. And so there were times from Thanksgiving until Christmas that I'd worked seven days a week, six days, um, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours at a camera store that I was working at. And then on Sundays I was working all day long, preaching the word, um, working with people. And those six weeks, my wife didn't like me very much. And because I didn't have a Sabbath etched out, there was no time for me to help myself and, and care for myself in that. And it was a season. Um, we all knew that from the camera store to the church, to my family. Uh, but we didn't, it wasn't easy by any stretch. And so, how do you guys handle that idea of taking rest, of giving yourself a Sabbath? Do you try to work that in like Chris? I know you're full-time there at the church or with the church and the school. Um, how do you handle that idea? Do you have a day off um, within the week or do you etch it out in two parts? How do you do that? Yeah, I'd say that it. this is, this is one of those really difficult 
things uh, for me to schedule in because um, because of the the dual nature of my job, like you said, Dan, we have a, a Christian school here, and so technically I'm bivocational, but it's just all underneath the same roof, so it doesn't necessarily feel bivocational. Um, so I, I teach two days a week, and then I, I do uh, church related things. The other three. So I, I often feel guilty um, if I take too much time during the week, uh, and I want to be careful not to not to take too much time. Sometimes I feel like I do, but I try to I try to block off Friday afternoons uh, is my goal. Um, sometimes sometimes it's all day Friday, but most of the time I'm I'm in the office on Friday mornings, and then I'm uh, trying to head out by noon on Friday afternoon so that I can spend time either by myself or with my wife uh, and just enjoy uh, not having to really worry about doing a lot of, a lot of work. Micah, you, you know, your situation is different. Um, as we've talked about tonight, you, you are um, in that place of being uh, bivocational. And so it is, it's hard to find some time to rest um, I know that you were in a full-time position before. How did you handle it then versus now? Well, and you may not know this, Dan, but I was I was part-time once and bivocational once before even full-time ministry, you know, 14 years ago. And Oh, okay. And so th- and it's kind of like a, a you know, a, a, it's ebb and flow. <clears throat> you know, full, when I was full-time for those 8, 9 years, you know, I you know for at at uh our, our previous ministry context, I took off Fridays. You know, s- Saturday was a day for me that from about two till nine or ten, I was thinking through um, music or text that I was thinking through, and so it took me a while to really down process what was about to happen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, the worshiping, yeah. experiencing God, and p- visitors to be experienced God, and to fellowship with and communion with God and then the believers to, you know, glorify God and, uh, through singing and, and all of that and the teaching. And, um, and so for that Friday, I mean, to me, Friday was my day in full time that I, I took off the whole day. I mean, it, 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 it was something I guarded heavily. You know, it's not that I would never go in on Friday, but I would slave if I, I mean, I would absolutely, go crazy on Thursday so that my wife and I could have a date day where I drop my son off at the preschool. And then that was at the church and then go to a movie together. And I, and we turned our phones off. I mean, literally, you know, we, you know, I, I well, I can't, sorry, I, I kept mine on, but it was on silent and, you know, in case if someone called from the preschool, but um, people knew not to call me. On, on that day and friends called me, you know, like, that's awesome. You know, I, I would, you know, um, if it was an emergency, I would, you know, I, you know, text them or something, but we guarded that day, man. And we would go on dates. We, in fact, we, we miss it now. So now, you know, that was my, our day and we loved it so much. It, you know, my wife and I just developed our relationship. We talked, we would dream and, you know, it was just awesome. Just fell in love all over again. Every Friday it was awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. And spend time with our son and it was cool. Um, but you know now, bivocationally, I, I travel on Saturdays. I have been traveling on Saturdays, Saturdays to preach on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings at uh, wonderful churches, you know, all over the Midwest, and it's, it's been awesome. And then Monday through Friday, I work. So the Sabbath 
is my Saturday. Saturday, I just try to, even if, it, if we're traveling on Saturday, it, it is still a Sabbath, a day where we are enjoying something as a family, going to a park in a city where we're going to be preaching the next day, um, where I'll be preaching the next day, you know, going to a park as a family, you know, staying in a hotel or uh, eating somewhere nice, you know, where we can kind of spend some time together. Or sometimes my, my favorite thing to do is if we're traveling on that Saturday in the mornings or afternoons, I'll just rest, you know, and. I'll uh, just take time away from my study and away from my job and just turn my phone off and just kind of watch the, what happens in the home, you know, that we're, we're in right now and watch my, oh, my son just play and, and just be present with him and, you know, and, and try to get down on the ground with him and let him, you know, smack my head with trucks. Uh, <laughs> just what seems like has been the new trend. Um, so if I have bruises all over me, my wife doesn't beat me. Um, <laughs> does. my son does, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just a treasure. I, I, you know, I, I, I actually don't feel exhausted right now. I feel like I've been more busy now than I was, um, in my previous ministry and, and not because, you know, and I'm not a full-time versus bivocational guy. It's not what I'm alluding to. I just feel like when you don't know what's in the future, where your money's going to come from, you know, the 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 market you're more i feel like there's a there's in this time with my life right now with me and god he is really testing my faith and so i i feel like i had less stress over you know people this kind of like y'all's context you know leaving a church or being upset or uh dealing with really hard hurts within the staff or you know tough rivalries or what whatever the tension is that is in that ministry I, I don't deal with as much of that. Um, and so I feel like this is more of a kind of a healing phase and a, a rest phase. But man, my Saturdays, like just being able to travel with my family and play with them and eat good food. Like it is an awesome, an awesome, awesome, awesome. This is my favorite day of the week right now. This is that Saturday. Well, one of the things that we have to do is to be intentional when it comes to that Sabbath I mean, we really have to to carve out the time, and I think that's what that's what we've heard from both you guys is that you have to be intentional because if you don't, it'll slip by. Um, it's easy for you to get caught up in in the work of ministry because it's something we've been called to do. We love to do it, um, you know, but we've got to take care of ourselves. And so we've covered eight things tonight. We've looked at a, a variety of things, uh, different areas that can hopefully help you as, as you work to, to take care of yourself. Over the years, I've seen a lot of folks give up and quit the ministry. I think part of the issue is that those serving in ministry to forget to simply take care of themselves, not in a selfish manner, but in a good stewardship manner. We know that Jesus himself would take time to pray and to recharge. I'm not Jesus, and I need it much more than he does. And so as we wrap up tonight, let me just say on behalf of, of all of us at Student Ministry Matters, thanks for being with us today. We hope that you'll continue to join us as we seek to connect with other student ministry workers. If you are listening for the very first time, I encourage you just to, to give a review, a rating, um, and then to share this podcast with others. Uh, we want to be able to connect with you, and we're going to be sharing things in the, the weeks and months ahead about a a retreat that we offer each year 
Um, but there's a lot of ways that we can connect through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram. Um, we just want to be here for you because we know the work is not hard or not. It's definitely hard. It's not easy. So keep serving. I know that it's hard, but that is what God has called us to do. So let's embrace it together because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.